This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast number 304. This is dedicated to the world of mixed martial arts. Little bit of UFC, little bit of Bellator, a little bit of everything. Uh, that's how we get down on this and we would like you to subscribe uh, to our uh, weekly nonsense by going on iTunes and hitting the subscribe button. You're looking for Fight Disciples. Fightdisciples.com is our website. Please go and have a little bit of a nosy there for all Android feeds. We are at Fight Disciples as well on Facebook and Twitter and at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. Obviously, we are going to be getting stuck straight into a little bit of... Da, da, na, 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 na. UFC stock Champions of Europe, baby! Six times, six times, six times, six times. That's the last time yes. I sit on that side of the desk and you sit on my side of the desk. I now you know why. I thought it was a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yes. How have you managed to start the MMA Sensational. show? No, how have you managed to start the MMA show talking about... The greatest team in Europe. Talking about the greatest team in Europe. It, it would the fought. greatest team in British football history. That's who I'm talking about, son. Third now on the list of European Cups, aren't you? Real Madrid, uh, yep. AC Milan, you. That's it. Shit out. European royalty, son. Mm. European royalty. Shit match, weren't it? It was an awful game, yeah. yeah. One of those games you're glad you're in the pub because mm. you can't really watch a game properly in the pub. Uh, so. Nick, Nick actually consumed uh, UFC Stockholm live via WhatsApp from me because uh, <laughs> I was watching UFC Stockholm <laughs> with one eye on the Champions League final. He's in the booze with uh, friends, family, enjoying, yeah. obviously, Liverpool winning the sixth European Cup. How's Gustafsson done? How's J- Jimmy done? Just fucking enjoy your night out your and sh- watch it tomorrow. Your, sh- your shit at WhatsApp messaging, by the way. Why am I? Because... UFC fucking streaming service was giving me the results before you were. God, I, I said to you, keep me keep me posted on how Gus gets on. Yeah. You know I've got a big, you know, loving with yeah with Alexander Gustafsson. Me and me and Alex have, have spent time together. Yeah, with boys. Couldn't be asked watching his keep fight. Keep me though, posted how Gus is getting on. Listen, I sent those messages the moment that the actual result happened. Okay, it's not my fault. Submitted. Li- no. It's not my fault that you live in fucking no, Liverpool no, where no. there's no 4G. You're still in fucking what I fucking, pots, What I fucking you meant st- was... You don't even have water over here in keep, some suburbs. Keep me posted means end of round fucking message. Doesn't mean all right. wait until the fourth right, round and go, this is what you did, you went, subbed. That was it. That yeah. was you. Yeah. Keeping me abreast of yeah. what's happening. Right, because have some fight. Round one. Four rounds in. Subbed. Round one. Got twatted. Round two. Got twatted. Round three. Came back into it. Round four. Subbed. There you go. That's how subbed. it went down. All right? It was a very weird performance from Alex, actually. And, you know, I'm a massive Alex fanboy, obviously. My son's called Alex for this exact guy. But he, he just... I like the way he was bouncing around on his feet, tongue post style. It was like he was enjoying himself, but he wasn't actually doing anything. No. And when he was throwing shots, he was, like, patting them out there. His leg kicks, there wasn't really any venom in them. He was he was pouring that jab out, but literally pouring it out. He couldn't mm. have fucking broke a wet paper bag with that jab. Really weird performance, as you say. Comes alive a little bit in the third, but it was that what felt more like Anthony Smith for the first time started going backwards in the third. Yeah, and I think that allowed Gus to come forward a little bit more. But up until then, it was just completely and utterly dominated by Anthony Smith. 
Uh, for everybody else that was just not asked about Liverpool in the worst Champions League final of all time ever. Even doesn't matter worse, when you win it, son. Even worse than that doesn't matter when you win it, son. When AC Milan and Juventus bored the shit out of us and went to penalties. Even worse than that. If you weren't bothered about it, how good is watching UFC at British summertime? Absolutely amazing. A couple of prelims from four o'clock onwards. Wait, the prelims are four were fucking ace. There you go. Absolutely Six ace. Six o'clock, I'm in there watching everybody getting starched on the undercard and then boom, in we go with the main events. Yeah. Done and dusted for nine. Nine o'clock. I'm in the curry house having a pint. I wasn't. I had the radio show to do. But, but you get the gist. It, I could it have was, been. It was kind of perfectly placed, wasn't it? Because it just kind of went UFC, Stockholm. Oh, I'm going to miss the top two fights because the Champions League final's on. And then Champions League final just drifted straight into the fucking New York undercard for the boxing as well. So it was like the perfect week. I was absolutely wankered by then, obviously. Yeah. Mm. But um, What were you drinking? Uh, I was drinking actually they had some decent lager in the booze I was in yeah. I think it was um... you're not on that snake bite shit that you normally drink no 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 it wasn't, it was, snake bite Sunday. Most, of, most of the lads were in uh, Madrid and my best mate who would go the match with is in fucking Barbados there you go so he was like smoking giant spliffs throughout the whole game and all kinds of caper but no it was great I was done the Peronis I think yeah decent you know it's fucking Champions League final mate I'm not going to drink fucking piece of piss am I not on the not on the Fosters, are you? It wasn't on the Fosters, no, no. chance. It was on the good stuff. I'm on the premium. On the rich stuff. I'm on the fucking premium. So then I got in about, I, I presume I got in about half one, and then fucking made a mess of trying to make myself something to eat. Yeah, standard. Collapsed on the couch, yeah. and then me phone went off then at like three to remind me, hey, I knew. There's a fight on at three. I knew that you were a kit. Right, because normally during fights, this is obviously boxing and MMA, uh -huh. normally MMA during the middle of the night, you're fucking relentless on social media and relentless on our WhatsApp group, yeah. just constantly getting stuck in. Look at that cunt there, right? <laughs> there, were, uh, there were a fight, and I'm thinking, I'm waiting for him, and he's not messaging me, right? So he's fucking fast asleep during this fight. Yeah. Debuts, right, between Ackman and Kanjoko. I apologise if I've pronounced that wrong. Ackman... Looked like he was wearing a fucking jumper with that hairy, honestly. And I'm thinking to myself, is Nick going to tweet about this or am I going to tweet about it? I'll leave it for the podcast. I'm all I'm all for a little bit of frontal, you know, Chester. I'm all for that. You're all for it, are you? Yeah, that's a, you, know? you know what I mean? A bit of Austin Powers, I'm cool with that. The old Paul no chest. But when it, when it looks like you're wearing a tank top, Mate, come on, just have a little bit of wax going on there. You know what I mean? He's got it all on his back. He's got you could see his fucking bum beard coming halfway <laughs> up his back. <laughs> Poor kid. No, he, he's, it must be a detriment to him when he gets into a fucking clinch because you can hold on to that. He ain't going anywhere. <laughs> most people have got a little bit of vas, ride, vas on. Ride that here. Yeah, most people have got a bit of vas on them or a little bit of sweat, haven't they? You know, so therefore they end up sliding off the back. Not this kid. Hold on, you can plat that shit. <laughs> 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 anyway, great fight that, by the way, for uh, debutants. We'll get stuck into it in a minute. Let's get back to the main event because Anthony Smith. The thing is, I'm still none the wiser of where they go from here because the, the division's locked down. John Jones has got this division locked down. He's going to choose what he wants to do. He's fighting Thiago. Luke Rockhold, you think, is going to rock up at some point. John will fight him. Johnny Walker's in that mix. This kid comes through. In fact, Rakic as well has come through from this weekend with Jimmy. We'll get to that in a minute. But he's yeah, come through as Anthony Smith. Great performance in Sweden against the Swedish great in Gustafsson, but I don't think it progresses him closer to Jones. I really don't. No, because he's he's, he's recently lost to Jones in his last fight. That's so what I mean. Can't do, but he, you know, he he'll have another two fights before he gets another crack at the title. Whether Jones still a champion by then will sort itself out. But I, I thought, to be honest, I thought Anthony Smith was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, he was. But again, speaking at the end of it, when he says, 
where he thanked the, the Swedish crowd and he was like, thank you so much for welcoming me. You said that last I week. I fucking said last week, yeah, didn't I? Did. I said, Rumble said, said afterwards, mate, it was wicked. I felt so relaxed because everyone was like, oh, lovely to see you. Great, thank Welcome to our country. And You need to be... Uh, mate, Swedish, you need to fucking... The Swedes need to be more have more animosity against it. guys coming to knock out Swedes. And I know that you listen to us because you are our fourth... Stockholm is our fourth most popular city when That's it comes correct. to our demographics of uh, downloads, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you are listening to this and you're in Stockholm and you're, a and you're and you're yeah, that's what it is. Wanting to hear my voice? That's what it is, mate. Yeah. If you uh, if you uh, are listening to this show in Stockholm, you need to be a bit more of a cunt when fires yeah. come to your neck. Of the Absolutely. Woods. Stop being so nice to everybody. Mate, fucking Liverpool played Barcelona. What happened? The fans all night set off fireworks outside the window. That's it. You better believe Messi was getting fucking spat at and everything. Uh, wait, it. probably wasn't unless Jamie Carragher was in yeah. shots. But you know what I mean. Yeah. You do not treat the enemy. You don't oh, go to the enemy the with fight. open arms. Not before the fight. After the fight, fucking right, yeah, get the alien, whatever. But Anthony Smith's gone there thinking, I'm going into the lion's den. And he's got there and gone, this is actually fucking nicer than my house. <laughs> People can't do enough for me. And all the pressure's on An- Alexander Gustafsson as well, but... I think more to the point here, and I just quickly checked some stats on my way to the studio then. So Gustafsson, for me, is not... Since he fought John Jones, that was two, that, the first fight with John Jones. Yeah. It was 2013, so yeah. six years ago now, that fight, which was the moment John Jones from, got pushed to the very limit. Um, the only time he's been pushed so close. Gustafsson, by far, his best performance of his career. But since then, six years, he's had seven fights. He basically fights once a year, Alex Gus, Gustafsson. this is, yeah. And... It shows in his performances. It looks rusty. He yeah. takes a long time to get going. Mm. Then when he does get going, it's like he was two rounds down before he even started. Mm. Look at Anthony Smith. So I had a look. In the same six-year period since 2013, he's been in the UFC, been kicked out the UFC, yeah. gone to other promotions, including Bellator, then worked his way back into the UFC, moved weight classes. And in that same time period, he's had 19 fights. Shit. In that mm. same six-year period. More than double. 19 fights. Gustafsson's had seven. Mm. That's got to be a factor in these fights. That Andy Smith is just sharper. You know, it's just everything about his performance looked like someone that was in the moment, in the game, wants to win, has got an agenda. I'm here to do a job. I'm I'm strong. I'm, I'm, my technique's on point. Everything I've got in my locker is here on tonight. I'm ready to go. Whereas Gustafsson's like, oh, the UFC come to Sweden, so I'll headline. Like that, that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, Anthony Smith has got that drive. Looking at Gustafsson, you're like, what? I, it always worries me when people retire straight afterwards because, one, it can be like a knee jerk reaction and you think, <clears> well, that's not going to last. Or they're, in, they're going in that 12 week fight camp to retire. I'm going to retire here. If I don't win, I'm going to retire here. Even if they win, maybe retire. And I, I, listen, don't get me wrong. I think the finish from Anthony Smith was brilliant, but Gus was chasing the fight after the first two rounds. Mm. And as again, it was only Anthony Smith backing off that even gifted them the kind of gifted them the third round. Yeah. Do you believe that he is retiring? I mean, Jones has come out. He's been on social media saying, "Listen, I don't believe you, but if it is, then fair enough. You've uh, you've propelled the sport so. to a certain level. I think it's it. Like I, exactly. I, I, for I, all the I, things I just don't said. know where you go from here. I just don't know where." You know, he's got to he's slipped down. Yes, he was, you know, he was ranked number two. Anthony Smith was ranked number four. Obviously, they'll probably change places now, but I don't know where Alex goes from here. John's got the belt on lockdown. He's had two shots at Jones. He's in, he's, the only way he gets a third shot is if he goes on this amazing run of mm. wins. Mm. 
but Anthony Smith has just done him in his hometown again. That's the, you know, it's not the first time he's been done in his hometown. I just think if you're only fighting once a year, do you love the sport enough, or is your body capable of fighting anymore? Hmm. One of those two Either things way, is, 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 is an issue. So I, I, I think he probably will stay retired. Yeah, I really do. What next for Jimmy Manoa? Speaking of retirements. Four on the spin now, and this, the most brutal of the lot. We've seen a little bit of a trend recently with the UFC that they're getting these guys from different franchises and different networks. They're bringing them into the UFC, and they are feeding them against very established names. We saw it with Danny Roberts against Michel Pereira a couple of weeks ago. Michel mm-hmm. Pereira gives you an absolute stellar standout performance, a viral moment where everybody goes crazy, and everybody's now saying Michel Pereira's my new favourite fighter. You look at the weekend at Stockholm, Jimmy Manua is up against Rakic. I said on last week's show, style-wise, this is absolutely perfect for Jimmy. If he doesn't win a fight like this, then he's got to really consider his future in the sport. He's going up against a kickboxer. It's not like he's up against a wrestler or a a guy that's a a black belt at BJJ or anything like that. We're talking a kickboxer. He's going to walk towards him. Against a, a boxer. He's going to stand in front of you. He did, and he got caught with the most vicious head yeah. kick. And when we're talking knockouts, this is... Knockout of the year contender. Absolutely. 100% the way to introduce yourself to the UFC. Well done, Rakic. Mm. Well, this isn't his first UFC fight, but this is his first big stage. This That's is the I mean. first big fight he's had. Obviously, he's had other fights in the UFC. Um, but prior to, I think this was his fourth UFC fight, but he's fought nobody before this. This was the first real guy he's fought. But what a moment to pull off a viral knockout like that in, in, in what, 47 seconds? Yeah. Absolutely unreal. Just, just shin on skull and the, the noise it made watching the replay fucking you get tingles up the back of your spine just thinking oh my word now Jimmy Manoa is not a baby Jimmy Manoa is gonna obviously go away I think he turns 40 this was he just turned 30 he's, he's basically he's similar he's, to me his next, his next birthday is fucking 40 anyway and at this point in his career does he want that because if you're getting knocked out like that, he's not going anywhere because he's ranked in the UFC. He's a big knockout merchant. He's in exciting fights. But he's lost four, but he's lost on, the four on the spin. All knockout. And the Bar prob- the Blackovich, sorry. The Bla- yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem with that is not necessarily are the UFC going to cut him. The problem with that is where's Jimmy's mind at? Because he's someone that sleeps people. And when, when the person who sleeps people, when the knockout puncher becomes the person that's getting slept, that can be re- that can really affect him you become fundamentally. Gun- yeah, and, and you because become you gun shy, and he was gun shy in this fight as yeah. well, Jimmy. He never really opened up at all. I know it didn't fucking last very long, but he, he seemed he was just moving forward and bobbing and weaving, but his head movement wasn't great. He, he just didn't look aggressive like he has done in the past. Do you remember the Corey Anderson over St. Proof finishes, yeah. where he was just like, "Fuck you, this is me. Yeah. This this is my octagon. I'm gonna own you." It wasn't like that at all. He stood off Rakic. He was following him round, but he wasn't engaging him at all. It was just loads of little feints, and I'm going to do this. And, oh, there's a leg kick. Oh, you got, got me a leg kick. I just didn't like the look of Jimmy at all. I didn't like the look of him before he stepped into the octagon either, the expression on his face and stuff. I'm just like, what the fuck? When I watched it today. <clears throat> um, I, I just think it's going to be tough now for Jimmy Manoa to plot where his career goes from here in the UFC. Because he wants to be a champion. He wants, obviously, he's at the top. He's he's in the, you know, he's a ranked fighter in this light heavyweight division. Yeah, he's a ranked fighter that's just had four straight defeats. Mm. And it's one thing getting beat by Uzumir, um, Blachevich, I guess, and, and Thiago Santos, definitely, because they're title contenders. But when you're losing to guys like Rakic, 
That's never fu- that you're the biggest name on his on his resume, and he's starting you in 47 seconds. It's a case now violently as well. Can someone is someone close enough to Jimmy to be able to say, "Come on, son, you've it's been amazing. What you've done has been amazing. You headlined in London. You did all that shit. No question. But this is not for you. It's you've you've the timing isn't right." And, and he, I don't know whether he needs someone to pull him out or Jimmy is he's certainly he's big enough and man enough. He's got to go. Gotta do. It's, got, it's always got to come from the fight. Don't man. forget because it was Dana White that... I, I keep thinking of Chuck Liddell and I don't know why. It was Dana White that pulled Chuck Liddell out and went, that's it. You are not fighting no more. I am your friend as well as your, you know, your was boss. manager. Now I'm your boss. I'm the president. I'm pulling you out. I know you've got money and I'll fucking look after it. Don't you worry. Jimmy's got money. Jimmy looks after himself. He's got businesses in London and all that. He's a fucking straight-up guy. I, I know he's got a, a young family, though, as well, Yeah, that he absolutely adores. And I just think for his daughter's sake and everyone else, I think Jimmy Manoa needs to make the right decision for himself because I don't want to see Jimmy, that happen to Jimmy No, Manoa. he's a good guy. I don't want to see that happen to him. No, he's a top guy. Um, I actually thought Fishy was good up until he made a fucking mistake against Mr. Finland. You know, he was yeah. doing really well. We know what Amir Khan is like. We said it on last week's show. He's a flashy fucker. He gets in your face. He's giving it the big end. And he was, listen, he's he's good. We know he's good. And okay, he took a thumb to the eye early doors. He took a kick in the bollocks and all that. But he, he kept coming. And I thought that he was having success on the feet. But then he just made one slip. And that's the level. That's the high level that we're talking about here at the UFC. You make one tiny slip. Bang, you're in an anaconda choke and you're out. Chasing that guillotine money. Fuck me, man. That, watching that, it was like a, do you know like them Catherine wheels that when it's uh, fireworks night? Yeah. And it's going I mean, round and round and round and round and round. You're thinking, keep running. Keep yeah. running. you got 30 seconds. Keep, keep running. Yeah, keep going. He, he just couldn't get away from it, could he? No, he couldn't, no. It, obviously, massive performance by Makwan Ami Akane. I mean, we know he's capable of that. You yeah. know, we, we know he's more I than I thought capable. he was a lot more measured than normally. Normally, I, he, he seems to rush his work a bit, but he seemed a little bit more measured. Yeah. He was thinking about it a bit more because maybe that was the respect that I think he, the success of I think he realised how good Chris Fishgold was and I think he realised that he needed to be on his A game and that brought out the very best in Makwan Ami Akane. But I also think, as you're right, I thought Chris was absolutely in the fight. Um for the first, what, six, seven minutes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, he, you know, he went for that finish. He made a mistake. The the, the, the bad thing is, you know... He nearly ended Bra- up in the end of the first round, though, Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belts shouldn't yeah. be getting tapped out by wrestlers. That That's just the top and bottom of it. Now, yeah. I know Macwan Amiakani is much more than just a wrestler these yeah, yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course he is. He's a... He's an all-round phenomenal mixed martial artist. And if he can stay busy, he, he could potentially even be a fucking title contender as well. I agree. You know, because the, the fight he had, the, the loss that he's had against Arnold Allen, that was a close fight anyway. Um, I, I think Arnold Allen deserved to win, don't get me wrong, but it was definitely yeah, it was a close a split, fight. It was a split decision. Split decision, yeah. So I, I think for Macquan, absolutely, if he can stay busy, especially being from the gym he's from, um, that he can he can move up these rankings and get himself a big fight. I think he probably deserves a name fighter now because he is a name, Macron Amir Carney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly in Europe, anyway. You know, he's carrying the whole nation of Finland fucking on his back. Um, Trains out of SBG, doesn't he? Yeah, tra- well, it's weird, Macron. He only fights once a year, bizarrely. If he was a lot more busy, he'd be a lot more successful, I'm sure. But he, dis- he just disappears into the deepest, darkest Mr. Finland. Finland. And then he reemerges with like six weeks to go and fucking rocks up at SBG. He's got this weird. It's not like um, 
it's like a lot of those guys at SBG, you know, who, who moved there and all yeah. that. He just fucking lived there full time. He just literally rocks up for his camps. Otherwise, he's not there at all. So it <clears throat> it's a weird one with Macron. But in terms of Chris, listen, I, I, obviously I spoke to him extensively in the build-up to the fight and he was really confident and he knew it was a big step up, but he was super confident he was going to get going to get the win. And to it will pain him more than anybody getting subbed in the manner that he did because it was a mistake Just a tiny chasing one. his own position. Yeah. But listen, this is the, this is the fucking sport, man. This is MMA. It's tiniest margins, mm. isn't it? Speaking of uh, mistakes, keep your hands up. Stevie Ray got absolutely smoked. Uh, I'll tell you what, on this, listen, it's it's one of them viral knockouts. You've 100% seen it. It's all over our social media feed. Gonna have a little bit of a nosy of it. Uh, Stevie Ray gets smoked off Santos. Santos, if you're listening, why did you come back to the octagon? Absolutely awesome. He did a full uh, Tom Hardy in Warrior. He's absolutely smoked the kid. Walked off, booted the cage door open. He's in the crowd fucking celebrating. Off up the tunnel, into the change rooms. I'm thinking... That is amazing. Brilliant. Dan, on commentary, is going, uh, is someone going to go and get him? Who am I going to interview? I can't speak to Stevie because Stevie's out cold. Do, do we do an interview now? We need to kill some time. Next thing you know, the kid's back in the octagon. I'm going, no, you're fucking pissed all, over, you're pissed all over your celebration, lad. What yeah. are you doing, son? Stay over there because it, it, it has that air of mystery. Who's this killer? He's absolutely smoked Stevie Ray and just fucked off home. Brilliant. That's the way to do it. He should have left it at that. He should have absolutely left it at that, yeah. Mm. Frank Camacho, I'd tell you something. Not I, great, didn't he? Mate, I didn't expect it because no. Frank Camacho is an othead. He's an absolute nutcase. He's he's just one of them that as soon as the fucking cage door shuts, he just wants to get it on. But he was cool. He was calm. He was collected. He put in some wonderful, wonderful hands. Stung his opponent on many occasions. Could have rushed in on many occasions. Decided not to. Took his time. Without doubt, his best performance in the UFC. Yeah, definitely. He looks like a completely different fighter, doesn't he? He looks so more, so much more. Just calm. Listen, he, he, calm because he's an head case. Yeah, he is an absolute head case. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that kind of at first I thought, ah, oh, oh, you've but you've you've tidied up the edges. Yeah, you've polished the diamond. Someone, like, someone's like giving him. Someone's giving him Ritalin. Yeah, What's going I, I was like, <laughs> I liked it when you were just fucking r- reckless, mental, Camacho. But then he goes and gets a knockout against Nick Hine, who's a legit guy. So I was like, hey, man, Mate, I, he, I like this new Camacho because you could do something in the UFC. He battered him. He absolutely yeah, yeah. battered him from start to finish. Lit. I mean, Nick, like you said, Nick Hine, the German, he is he is proper, man. Yeah, man. And Camacho did a proper number on him from start to finish. Very cool, very calm, very collected. Like you say, listen, we've watched many Camacho fights and they've just been crash, bang, crash bang fucking wallet right yeah. from the start. And they, Listen, they're all super entertaining. But if you're going to have any longevity in the uh, UFC... Uh, and make a, a run at something and uh, and what have you. You kind of got to look after your own chin a bit, aren't you? You yeah. know. And uh, it looks like he's maybe taking a little bit of advice from uh, from his coaches on that. Um, I tell t- which was your favourite knockout then? Can you pick? Can you pick either one? Are you going to go with Santos? Are you going to go with Rakic? Rakic is at a higher they're level. La- the both on lads that have been on the show. We can <laughs> can we pick that? Are we allowed to do that? The both. The both. Yeah, I, I think Rakic is a more. It's a harder thing to do. A head kick knockout is a very hard thing to do, I think. Yeah, yeah. So I'll probably go with Rakic on Jimmy. That's probably the knockout of the night. The, don't get me wrong. The way that... The Santos one where he just... Oh. Both the, both guys got frozen. Yeah. Both guys got absolutely frozen. It's like they switched the lights off. I got Listen, I spent six years of my life organising the World MMA Awards and doing the shortlists for knockout of the year. I will be very surprised if both of them aren't in knockout of the year. 
Mm. I'm telling you now, both mm. of them knockouts were absolutely phenomenal. If you didn't watch UFC Stockholm, 100% go on our social media, to our fight, our fight disciples on Twitter, and search back until Saturday evening to yeah, find both on Rakic against Manawa and Santos against Stevie Ray. You will not be disappointed. No, they're great. I'd say another thing that um, I, I wanted to talk to you about. Um, Bea Malecki. I apologise if I pronounced the first name wrong. It looks like B, but I think it's pronounced Bea Malecki, right? The uh, Against Dude Santana. Yes, right, because the fight was sound. It was a good fight. I enjoyed the fight. They were a, bit, they were a little bit cagey. And even in comms, uh, Paul Felder and Dan Hardy was uh, were on comms, and both of them were saying, "Listen, this kid has got the the weirdest rear naked choke, the, just the weirdest one, T- to the extent where it's literally on for a second, two seconds, and people are tapping for fun. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you know, like we we talk about Inoue in boxing." that he doesn't even have to catch you right. He just has to flick you and you've gone. He's knocked you out. Like he's got some weird fucking touch of death in his hands. This kid with this rear naked choke has got this weird touch of death with the choke. At times, she's trying for it and trying for it and trying for it and it's across the chin. And I'm thinking, all right, okay. But then literally the second, the absolute second it slips under the chin and it's on the fucking neck, tap, 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 gone. Yeah. Just w- must be some weird power that she's got there. All yeah. of a sudden, it's like, <clears throat> just switches the fucking air supply off. She, you know what? It, it sounds weird, but she might just have sharp bones. Like the bone, <laughs> the forearm, her left forearm. Here he is, Dr. Pete. Go on. Check the back of her head. Give it, See give, if she's got a flat head. Give flat us- head syndrome's a real thing, by the way. Mm. Do you know what? I've, I've, I've got a big theory about flat head syndrome. Yeah. Just uh, explain it for people that don't know. So basically, people who've got freakish power, like Mac Hughes in UFC terms, or mm. or like Golovkin or or Canelo in boxing. Mikey terms. Garcia had it. Mikey Garcia, yeah, yeah. But in UFC terms, Mac Hughes is the is the typical case. Basically, it's when at the back of the head, there's no the, neck. The neck runs up to the crown of the head. It's just all flat. There's no there's no concave at the back of the skull. When you've got flat head syndrome. <laughs> It's not a real thing. It's a by fucking the way. real thing. No, it's not. I, I'm telling you now, it's a real thing. One of the fight disciples was asking me about it because his mate on Facebook, he was saying, "I'm in." The f-, he t- this was last week, actually. I forgot. He messaged me on Facebook Messenger and went, um, "I'm in the boozer with one of the lads, and I'm telling them all about flathead syndrome, and it's a real thing." Can you give me some examples of some fighters that have got flathead syndrome? In fact, I'm gonna have to fucking find it now because I went, "Yes, I can," and I give him a long list of fighters. Yeah. Now, flathead syndrome. It's not a real thing. You've made it up. We understand what it is, but you can't call it flathead syndrome because it's not a fucking syndrome. It's a real thing. It's not. It's a real. So somebody. So they diagnose people with flathead syndrome, and yes. what and the and the, uh, and the symptoms of flathead syndrome is that they've got freakish power for knocking dudes out. Freakish power. You're lying. You're absolutely you. lying. It gives you freakish power. Freakish strength. <laughs> not fucking. Freak ba- strength. They're not fucking Superman or Batman, mate. It's not a Marvel comic. That's not what this is. Flathead syndrome. What's your secret? What's your secret power? I've got flathead syndrome. I can fucking knock dudes out. Absolutely, it's real. Mate, Stay it's away fl- from him. He's got flathead. He must have freaking mate, power. I'm telling you, if you're gonna, if you're out arguing someone in a boozer, if yeah. someone pinches your beard's ass or yeah. whatever, and you want to think I'm gonna take a swipe at him, yeah. Always check the back of the skull because if they've got flathead oh, yeah. syndrome, don't even start. It's going off. Just, can we just stop for a minute? Right. Can you turn round? No, not you. Oh, right, he's got a... Con- right, I can do him. He's I'll got a fucking moon head. I can do him. <laughs> <laughs> he's got an head like a fucking rugby ball. Let's have a go on that. I can't find it now. But anyway, I give him a long list. But you, I digress. Coming back to... Flathead B- syndrome. Bayer. Hmm. 
She's got sharp bones in her hands. She might have sharp bone syndrome. She <laughs> can't make all these syndromes up. She might. Do you know what? Watch out for like, her. She could choke. Yeah, she's got sharp bone syndrome. Mate, this is the next level MMA. I would check her Mutant, forearms. Mutants. Check her forearms for any surgical enhancements. Because what she might have done. Yeah. And this, listen, it sounds far fetched now, yeah, yeah, but yeah. this shit will be real in the future. Okay. Right, yeah. She might have had a surgeon go in, open up her arm, yeah. go in through the muscle. Yeah. Silicone implant. Find the bone. Yeah. And then just shave the bone so it's sharp like a knife, and then cover and then restitch it up again. So, because I know what you're talking about, she is famous for it, and literally that submission at the weekend. Yeah, it was only on for a couple of seconds. It's on for seconds, but the fact that Dan and Paul Felder had acknowledged it as well mm. means that she might have sharp <laughs> bone syndrome. <laughs> there check you go, it. kids. Check it out. Listen, there are people now listening to this show feeling their arms to see if they've got short bone syndrome and the back of their heads to see if they've got freakish power. <laughs> I can imagine it now, right? There's some kids in the... Because a lot of people listen to this shit whilst they're in the gym. They've got their fucking headphones on, touching the back. Have a look around in the gym now, right? If there's someone touching the back of their head now, right? <laughs> you know what they're doing. They're checking. Oh, I've got flat heads. They're, they're checking for freakish Let's power. Don't fuck with that dude, all right? So next to 50 on the uh, bench press if you have. That's it. Flathead syndrome. It's real. Sharp bone syndrome. Sharp bone syndrome's <laughs> my new one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, congratulations, Lena Landsberg. You were absolutely amazing. Got a massive reception from the Swedish crowd being a hometown girl, and she absolutely twatted Tonya Evinger. Proper battered the living daylights out of her. Elbows in there and all sorts. Lit her up, split her egg, clean open. Sensational. There's nothing like a little bit of a cl- bit of claret in a women's fight that gets me going on a Saturday night. Beautiful. Yeah, that's well and truly staying the octagon, that fight, didn't it? That'll keep that. That that mat, uh, that canvas will be a collector's item. Hopefully they give that to Lena. She should be able to take that home. Like Sign it spoils up. of war. Sign it up. Do you know what I mean? I'll have that. That was my opponent's blood. Mm. I want that for my gym. Uh, there you go. That was UFC Stockholm. Sensational. Just a quick one then, because the, the overriding story off the back of it is uh, Gus retiring. If he does stay retired, highlights for you, the Jones fight, anything else that sticks out? Because uh, you followed his career from the get-go. Yeah, I, listen, I love the man to bits. He's been absolutely brilliant and a, a sensational um, mixed martial artist. I think in you know any other era but the John Jones era, he has a spell as, as world champion. Um, and then, wouldn't you know it, just when John Jones gets suspended, fucking DC comes and, mm. and rocks the place up. So I'm gutted for <laughs> Alex because his legacy kind of deserved more. But, mate, this is professional sport. It waits for no man. Um I was there the night when he lost to Phil Davis, which was his first ever career defeat. And from that very moment, when he started going over to Alliance in California, basically he did what all great fighters should do. If you lose a fight early on, ask the guy if you can go and fucking train with him. The guy who's just beat you. Mm. And that's exactly what he did. He moved to Alliance in California, added uh, um, Eric Del Fierro to his coaching staff alongside um, you know, Andreas Michael because he realised he needed a better wrestling game. That's what it's all about, man. He's, he's been a sensational fighter uh that seven eight fight run that he had after phil davis all the way to john jones was phenomenal then of course he loses to john in one of the greatest fights in ufc history potentially the greatest fight in ufc history um but since then it's just inactivity that's killed him and i don't know whether it's inactivity because um his body's breaking down Mm. or he's not asked or or what I i don't know what it is but i think it's probably the right time for him to walk away and 
he will, you know, he'll certainly go down as the greatest Swedish mixed martial artist to date. And hopefully, like like usually when there is a, a great champion from a great region, hopefully the next generation of Swedish fighters are going to be inspired by him and we're going to have this next generation of Swedish fighters suddenly pour into the UFC and onto the biggest stages soon, all inspired by Alexander Gustafsson. That's his legacy for mm. me. Uh, UFC 238 is this weekend, but before we get there, just a couple of quick stories. Um, Mr. Perry has been on social media. He wants Mr. Till. Realistic or not? Uh, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think Darren's going to be fighting... Anytime soon. Anytime soon. I know he was at the fucking Champions League final on Saturday. Oh, he enjoyed himself, didn't he? Rubbernecking with Gary Lineker and shit like yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know he's def- he's obviously back in the gym now, Darren, but I don't think they're working towards any kind of date or anything. So mm. I think Mr. Perry be... Uh, He'll be waiting a while for that one, yeah. Um, obviously, uh, UFC matchmakers listen to this show because on last week's programme, we mentioned Felicia Spencer and we talked about Cyborg. They've yes. made the fight, UFC 240. We can't take full credit for that because it was kind of being talked about anyway. We jumped on it. One fight that we did definitely mention last week and it might have just slipped under your radar uh, was uh, what's next for Aspen Ladd. Jermaine Durandame. We mentioned it on last week's show that it was a possibility that that might be the route that they go down. Bish, bash, bosh. Sacramento main event made. It's happening. Uh, also on the Sacramento card, Uriah Faber's coming back. Yay. Mm-hmm. Ricky Simon is uh, who he's going to be having a little bit of a knock. I'm not too bad with uh, this matchup, actually. I think it's all right for a comeback fight. He's not going fucking silly, is he? Um, but they can't leave it, these old boys, can they? They've had a little bit of a tear up in uh, Polaris. He's had a little bit of a grapple, a little bit of a wrestle. And now he wants to get back in the UFC. He's... Um... It's. I think it could be a one fighting out. It's Sacramento, isn't it? So he's a Sacramento boy, and they probably put him on there to sell tickets. Because at the end of the day, who the fuck's gonna buy a ticket to watch Jermaine Demanda May versus Aspen Lad in a main event? Are you fucking kidding me? Stress edge, you are. Yeah. What a load of shit. Yeah, the stress edge. That could potentially be the worst UFC oh, main event I've no. ever known. Nah. Fucking up there. Watch this. It'll be the fight of the year now. It's going to be absolute <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. flames. Absolutely. Mm. It's a terrible main event. Yeah. Terrible main event. All right. Okay, listen, we'll probably end up working on it. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Great fight. You know that certain beef... Great fight. You know that certain... It's a good fight. It's oh, just a... There it, he is, there It's he just is. a weak Penny's main event. dropped in his head now thinking wages from a TV channel. <laughs> Shut up, Nick. <laughs> Great fight. Yeah, great knock. Uh, UFC 238 this weekend then. Let's get stuck in because this is the weekend, baby. Marias is going to do him. He's going to starch him. The geezer that turns up to the opening of a fucking envelope. The boy that has been cringeworthy since he became the champ. Gerudo is getting done by my boy Marias. I tipped him two years ago that he was on this run and here he is right now. This is the moment. Watch him get fucking choked out by Henry Sejudo now. I hope not. God, I hope not. I think the way is it is the whole world want Henry Cejudo to lose now. Come on, if you're just because he is such a just send, a send us a message this week. If you are a big UFC fan, you've been keeping tabs on this belt, this vacant belt, uh, and Marlon Marias's rise to the top of the division, and Cejudo just fucking get crashing the party. If you've been keeping an eye on all this, let us know. Do you want him to get starts? Or are you or are you a Cejudo fan after uh, the way that he dismantled DJ? At uh, Fight Disciples on Twitter. Listen, you know where I'm at. I've just told you where I'm at. I want Marais to win the fight. Do you think he will? I hope he wins. I hope he does win the fight, yeah. Absolutely. So, just on that point, there's no flyweight men on this card. No. There was no flyweight men in Stockholm. No. And there's no flyweight you men. You know what's happening if, on next week's card. Either. You know what happened? If he wins, it's fucking done. So this is the same guy. The same guy that said he was saving the division. 
The, the same, same guy, guy that we said, know. I am saving the flyweight division. Yeah. I am here for that all guy. the flyweights. I am blah, 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 blah. Now he's a bantamweight. I'm an Olympic list. Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah, there you go. I want Henry Cejudo to get smashed as bits by Marlon Marais. And I think Marlon Marais will beat him as well, so I can't wait for this card. Well, of course you can't wait for this card, because your bird's on it. Va- Valentino's there. She's had it. I don't think she's had a shave yet. She normally has a shave around Thursday, doesn't she? I hope not. <laughs> I like her unshaven. You like it like fucking what's his mush? Ackman, we have big fucking early back. That's what you like it, looking like a tank top. It's a good fight with Jessica, right? It's a great fight. Make, make this fight 12 months ago and I, I spit in your eye for making this fight, but just spit in your eye. See what I did yeah, there? Nice, oh, nice. Hello, hey. That's good. But Jessica I is on an absolute tear at the moment. She's had three really big wins, so you can't, uh, you, you can't fucking you know say some, she doesn't deserve it. Just you know something, if you are a, a casual UFC fan, you might look at this. And I hate using that term because if you're a fight disciple, you're a fight disciple. But if you're one of them that just, you know, I, I, watch, a lot of, I watch a lot of boxing, I dip in and out when the lads are talking about something half decent. Looking at this card now, you look down it and you'll go, oh, I don't really know them, so Hugh Don Marais, don't know them. I've heard Nick talk about Shevchenko, don't really know Jessica I. Tony Ferguson, yeah, I've heard about it, but he's been, he's been out for a bit. Oh, I know who Cowboy is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, no, I don't know Jimmy Rivera, I don't know. Petty Yan, oh, I haven't mentioned him a couple of times. Trust me. This card fucking brilliant. could be fucking unbelievable. The, this, the main card especially yeah. is absolutely... Even, sen- uh, no, so, do you know what? I'll, I'll extend that. Yeah. Suarez and Ansarov and Sterling and Munoz. St- is brilliant. It's fucking amazing. Absolutely. And Kovalkovic as well. She's fucking ace. There you go. Ricardo Lamas against Calvin Qatar. Quite a quing. Have you only just looked at the card then? I've literally <laughs> just looked down the card going, ah, I didn't even know that was on. I knew the main card was brilliant. Now I know the prelim card's brilliant as well. It is. Ama- it's very right. good. Listen, if you don't know too much about Petty Yan, he's a guy that I was touting for to have a shot at the Bantamweight Championship. Maybe he's a little bit too far down them rankings at this moment in time, but I'll tell you something. If he puts in a quality performance against someone like a Jimmy Rivera, his name will be being thrown around. And I bet you he gets on the mic afterwards and he says, I want the winner of the fucking main event. 100%. Petty Yan's on a wonderful turn at this moment in time. Top fighter. Yeah. And obviously... For those that do know the UFC, you know who Tony Ferguson is. You know what he's been through. You know that, obviously, he's been out for a period of time. He was the champ. He's now back, and he wants to get back on the champ trail. And he's taking on a guy that is in a renaissance period at this moment in time at 155 pounds. The Cowboy himself. Cowboy's in a win-win. Whatever happens, Cowboy's laughing his bollocks off with his fight because lose, Connor. Win, might be, he might be heading towards Khabib. What Title the shot. fucking hell's going on there? But you know, you know Connor, you know Cowboy though. He won't wait. He'll want to be. He'll want to fight. He's not going to wait until they fight in Abu Dhabi, Poirier and, and Khabib, and then wait until Khabib goes back into camp well, again. He'll well, be like, I'm it's fighting a... Tony Ferguson, and then I'll fight someone else straight after. Mate, yeah, but can he not wait three months? It's only three months off Abu Dhabi, September, isn't it? No, but then there'll be another three months after that before Khabib wants to fight again at the earliest. Yeah, and there's no way Cowboy's sitting out for six months. So even if he beats Tony Ferguson, right. I think the fight obvious the obvious fight is Connor, right? Because then Connor then has got a win this fight for the title. So I, Cowboy is literally fighting for the red panty party, I think. But Tony Ferguson, for me, even if he loses, he gets Connor. Of course, yeah, I agree. Yeah, probably does because Tony Ferguson ain't gonna fight Connor. Or I'll rephrase that: Connor ain't gonna fight Tony Ferguson. There you go. Way too tough, especially if Tony Ferguson is anywhere near where he was. Yeah. Now, obviously, the X factor here is. Where the fuck is Tony Ferguson right now? Yeah. After the last couple of months, what he's been through, it's hard to know where his mental state is at all. But if he's, if he's anywhere near, yeah, he's he's going to be he's he's fundamentally too good for Cowboy at this stage of both their careers. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be an ugly ugly night for. Well, Cowboy. listen, we've we've been on 
when he's been at his top game, Tony Ferguson, we've said, listen, this he's is the best. guy. This is the guy that could do Khabib. He Absolutely, can do everything. Yeah. He can do it on his back. He can yeah. do it stood up. He can do the lot. But like you've said, he's had a tough six to 12 months, mate. We don't know where he's at. No. We find out on the weekend. Absolutely. I'm not better person to do it. There's a cowboy who's absolutely fired up to fuck. It's going to be a brilliant fight, that. It's going to be absolutely unreal. Tie two of Asad against Ivanov as well. Mm. Two of Asad's got something to prove after losing, yep. albeit against Junior De Santos. So. Again, another one that we've uh, we've harped on. I know that I've just been talking Jimmy Rivera against Petty Yan, but look at that. We mentioned the uh, Sterling versus Munoz thing. Yeah. That could potentially be a title contender. Winner text ta- uh, gets a shot at the title. I think I think both both bantamweight fights uh, I've got one eye up up at the main event. I think Petter Jan, Sterling, Munoz and Jimmy Rivera have all got a good shout. It's a, it's a case of who comes out of those two fights with the most impressive performance. Mm. Probably fights against Marias. Oh, Fingers man. crossed. Yeah. Probably fights Marias next for the belt. Mm. And Suju, what does Sujudo do, go back down? Will he go back down and say I'm still the flyweight champion? Probably. Or mm. I hate him, man. He's a tool. Mm. Um, Suarez Ansaroff, you would think that that is some type of eliminator as well for a title shot, wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Both those girls are absolutely red hot. And you know what? Even Jojo at the bottom. I think if Joe, Don't forget, Chukagan, who Jojo Calderwood's fighting in the first fight, uh-huh. she lost to Jessica Rai last time out. And Jessica Rai is now fighting Shevchenko for the title. Yeah. So you'd like to think that if Jojo does a number on Chukagan, then she could be the next person to fight Shevchenko for the title as well. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I don't want anyone to fight Shevchenko because they're all going to get beat up. She's my girl, obviously. She kicks ass. But it's an amazing opportunity for Jojo and Scotland, first ever potential UFC champion, and for the whole of the UK, that we could get the second ever British UFC champion. And it could be Jojo Calderwood. It could happen this year. Jojo, if anybody's ever met her or interviewed her or even watched an interview, you know that she's a lovely girl. If she wins at the weekend and it's emphatic, be a cunt on the mic. Get on it and just say, listen, because every time we've chucked sports to her, it's like going, well, you know, we'll see what happens next, you know. Um, I'd like a little title fight and, you know, I'm just happy to be here and everything's great, you know. That's exactly how she talks. That's fucking brilliant. Thanks, mate. I've been studying it. You're doing good there. Mm. I wanted to just get on there and say, listen, you wee fucker, right? Shevchenki, me and ye. In fucking, let's have a bit of a square to go, eh? Me and you, you bitch. So basically, you want Jojo Caldor to become Degby. I wanted to go full rap scene. That's a bit, mate. That's what I wanted to do. Degby yeah. from fucking, what's it called? Train spot. That's it. That's where I wanted to go. Yeah. All right. Was it Degby or Begby? I don't know. Degby, One of them. Begby. Robert Carlyle's character is yeah, what you're yeah, referring yeah. to, innit? Yeah. Joe, right? Do the business. Get on the mic. Rock the mic. Yeah. That's what you got to do. Because as we said, Suarez and Ansaroff are coming after you, and they might think, fucking hell, Jojo's put in a bit of performance. I'm going to go and start some kid and I'll get on the mic and rock it. Take your opportunity. Get on there. Fucking curl one out in the middle of the octagon. Do a shit or something. Do something that goes viral, mate. Yeah? Agreed? That's it. Choke some fucker out. Do a turn and say, Right, who fucking wants it? <laughs> Agreed? That's how we get down. Oh, Jojo, listen. I'll be your fucking hype man. I can be the PR guy that you need, kid. Oh, thank you very much. That was great. Yeah, thanks a lot. You know, I had a wonderful performance there and I've been working really hard on my back game and all that. It's great. No, fuck that. <laughs> Fucking let's go. Who wants some of this? <laughs> and then swig a little bit of book fast. Game on. <laughs> Don't think, who the fuck's that nutty Scottish fuck? <laughs> let's do it. That would be amazing. There you go. Big fight for Darren Stewart as well, the dentist. 
good lad comes is, back on this card, yeah. Good lad, isn't he? He's fighting uh, Bavon Lewis. I think it's... They're on early, though, he's uh, Darren, isn't he? Is he? Yeah, yeah. I think Bavon Lewis, he's a Jackson Wink guy. I think he's come through, like, most of these young guys with, with young records now or early records. He's come through the, the um, Dana White Contender Series slot. But I'm sure he, he lost to Uriah Hall, yeah. He lost to Uriah Hall on his UFC debut. So this is only his second fight, but he got starched by Uriah Hall. And I think anyone that's just been starched in their first go in the big show is going to be a little bit concerned about their whiskers. And that's obviously what the dentist is all about, is taking teeth. So I think Darren Stewart, especially after his last performance, when he should have gone 3-3 three and three in the UFC, but he got robbed by a bit, a bit of a dodgy decision, I thought he earned that he won that fight. So um, I think Darren's just got to fucking run at this kid and just smash him to bits. Which is what Darren Stewart mm. does best. Um, do keep across all our social medias this week. Nick will be making some predictions. Whatever he says, go opposite. Yeah. Um, you know how we roll. Yeah. At Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter. Come and follow us there. You can get at The Fight Disciples on Instagram and make sure you are all over uh, iTunes as well. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for and fightdisciples.com for Android feeds. Here he goes. He's going to try and sell you something now. Go. Fight Disciples merch is selling outrageously well. Mm. Pin badges, can I just t-shirts, say, can I just say, hoodies. I don't know why you have hooked my email address up, right, to, for the activation of the orders. So when the orders come in, we all get an email. So there's yeah. me, Nick, and Mike who runs the website. Me and Mike are in the WhatsApp group going, why are we getting a fucking notification every time this goes off? This is your project. You're in charge of the merch. Fucking sort it out, right? You should have seen him last week in his little sweatshop sewing labels into fucking bits <laughs> of merch, posting things out, honestly. Christ, I've never spent £150 at a post office before. There you go, lad. Weighing it all in. That's, you? Sending That's it a all weigh out. it all in, yeah. yeah. Got a yeah. few messages, actually, on Saturday night with people wearing the shirts, ready for Loving certain it. fights and what have you. So you got them all out in good time, didn't you? Got them out in time for the fights. That's so what you, it's all about. Um, Eastlick's made a complaint. What's she saying now? She said, "Well, you know what she's like. She's fucking very vocal, very vocal." And she said, "You two are sexist bastards." She doesn't hold her punches when it comes to her words. She says, "Why does it say small men's, small this or or medium men's when it comes to the website? Where's the women's section?" There's only you that fucking listens to it that's a bird, right? We've only got about 12 women followers. That's it. Two of them are our mothers. That's it, mate. So, you know what I mean? Like I said to you on social media, small block. That's yeah, exactly, what you are, yeah. kid. Small men's. Get yourself you a small men's. There you go. Well, they're like, they're like fitted anyway, so she'll be happy. Once she gets it in the post, yeah. she'll be happy. Once she gets her socks on, she'll be Once rocking and rolling. Socks, so the you? socks are coming this week, yeah. The, mo, the, mo, the mighty Mo socks are on the way, so and there's that'll rumors. be the new edition. Well, there's rumours that you're uh, going into headgear soon. Is this right? Oh, I forgot to bring you one. Oh, great. I, I, had, right. I, I had a hat made for you. Yeah, great. A, a prototype, it, just it, to it, see what you see what you think of it. He, he does this all the time, right? I, you'd, you'd think that I was just some fucking geezer that comes up, comes in and uploads shit, right? I own the company with him. <laughs> I go around his house. No, this is no bullshit, right? I went round <laughs> his house. I, I went round his house the other week and he said, do you want a brew? He said, yeah, yeah. He makes a brew and he brings out these fucking wicked little mugs. And I was going, what are these? He goes, Fight Disciples mugs. I said, why have I, ne- why have I never seen this before? He goes, ah, oh, just fucking, you know. <laughs> making his own shit. He's got fucking hoodies. I ain't got one of them. I I've got a t-shirt, which yeah, is yeah. two sizes too small for me. I ain't got a pin badge yet. I ain't got fuck all, mate. Is, is the store thing uh, a separate thing? You've just fucking said... It's your project. You run with it. It is your project. Well, there you go. Do then. I not there get any of the tackles? Stop complaining, then. <laughs> Fuck you, hell. The money goes into the joint account. What more do you want? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. T-shirts, hoodies, pin badges yeah. are available. Someone asked me about stickers. Yeah. Stickers are free. 
I'm not going to pay. I'm going to make you pay stickers. You put them in the package, don't you? It goes in the package. So when you get when you order something from Fight Disciples from, store from Nick Pete, from Nick Pete. You will get a, you won't just get the t-shirt. Yeah. You'll get a little package and all that. Listen, I'm looking after you. Yeah. And you for the write, people, I bet you write a personal note as well, don't you? Sign something off. You spray it with your aftershave and send it off to them, don't you? <laughs> Fucking melt. Wait until I start sending the socks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day with Nick Pete. Crunchy F- socks. <laughs> There's a little bit of me. I'll put a little bit of me in that package for you. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, get yourself on all those uh, little sites that we've been just been speaking about. But the most important one is please subscribe to this podcast. We are here every single week doing a boxing show, doing an MMA show. There's loads of other stuff on the website as well. And we're going to up our game. There's going to be other stuff coming your way as well when it comes to content. All right? So thank you very much for listening to us. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.